0: and Golden Day hello to all of my fellow liberty loving Americans, all across the fruited plains, from sea to shining sea, this is the host who loves you the most Luke Throop here, back in the saddle for another fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday morning, friends, it is a glorious Friday morning I will tell you what, uh, the craziest thing just happened, Torch Report 378, the craziest thing just happened at first I couldn't even believe my eyes, friends, happy Friday today's gonna be a little bit of a fun foray into the philosophical fluff of my deep inner working. So, that said, I have to share something exciting with you. Get this! Now, I saw this article out this morning. It was titled, The, uh, The Race for Solar Power from space is on the race is on to get solar power from space. And I thought, wow, there's this Japanese uh, public private partnership that plans on testing different ways to beam space generated from, uh, you know, beam space, generated solar power back down to Earth. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And then, I gotta tell you, when I read that, it was like my heart did a backflip. My brain lit up like a Christmas tree. I like, holy smokes, you know what? Uh, my mind was just exploding with a flurry of fresh neurosynaptic connections and all at once reaching far back into the deep crevices of my gray matter and lighting up the prefrontal cortex with a massive hit of dopamine. Eureka! I thought, You're Oh, friends, there's a picture here uh, in the Torch Report today. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, you just have to go to the torchreport.com or you can find all the goodies like this, this spiffy picture of yours truly here holding up a journal. Now, I had had that exact thought, <clears throat> excuse me. About harnessing, you know, beaming solar-generated power back down to Earth from space, and you can see in the screenshot here, this picture. I'm holding up my journal. You can see the sun. You can see the little, you know, the out, uh, the solar panels out in space beaming down to Earth, just like it says. The race for solar power from space is on. That's a May 31st article, and it's talking about uh, public-private Japanese partnerships. They're planning on testing these beams uh, to there's these ways to beam space generated solar power back down to earth. And anyway, friends, I just, I thought it was so cool. You know, I could see it in my mind. Now that journal was from 2007, you know, over 15 years ago, I had seen that in my mind. I was really chewing on it and thinking about it. And so this morning when I saw that headline, I I rushed to my box of journals and tore open the top and was, you know, flipping through all the you know, decades of personal reflection and poetry and philosophy and metaphysical and mathematical ruminations. And as I was frantically flipping through a couple of notebooks, I could, I could picture it in my head. Where was it at? And there it was, you know. Uh, now, I'm going to slow down just a little bit because... It may seem silly or inconsequential to you, but for me personally, this was this was a magical moment. This was confirmation. You know, for for all of the improbability of me being right where I'm at in life today, you know, just a no-name ignorant peasant with a daily podcast and a weekly radio show, you know, trying to buck the system, calling out the commies, sticking it to the man, all of that, you know, here was this this little clue. It was kind of like a breadcrumb of sorts and it, it gave me an overwhelming feeling that I was on the right path. You know, it's always a constant question, you know, am I on the right path? Maybe you don't ask yourself that, but I ask myself that all the time, you know, am I on the right path here? Am I doing what what I should be doing? Am I doing the best that I can do to help lift people up and and you know, do my part to make the world a better place kind of a thing. Now, if it were not for my morning prep. You know, here, here's why I think it was confirmation that I was on the right path. You know, sometimes I think, man, man, there's a lot of things I could be doing with my time. Am I using it wisely? Is doing the daily podcast the, the best way to be using my, you know, my skill set for the betterment of humanity? And if it were not for my morning show prep, spending hours scouring the headlines, picking through the propaganda, researching the key points, drilling down on it, you know, to write and deliver a thoughtful report and a succinct and witty 20-minute podcast, you know, five days a week, then I wouldn't have seen this article about harvesting solar power from space. The article itself isn't really what's important. It's the connection to a prior time in life that for me translates into some degree of continuity. You know, despite the upheaval, despite the disheveling life experience in the interim time—the last fifteen years—you know, here was this, this string of continuity. I'm on the right path. A little breadcrumb. You're doing good. Keep it up, buddy. Keep going. You know, does that make sense, friends? It, it, it's it's not all for naught. It's not all for naught, you know. I have this mind is so active, always crazy thinking, 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 and here I am applying it to, you know, creating a daily podcast. And it's not all for naught, <laughs> you know. Obviously, my head's been in a lot of other places, but the 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 pandemic it pretty much shattered life as we know it, and it was it, it shattered life as we know it for everyone on the planet. And of course, it affected us each in different degrees. Uh, you know, but it affected us all in one way or another. You know, it, the the disconnect, you know, sudden, you know, ripping the disconnect, you know, between the way things were and the way things are now, it can be difficult to process. And and of course, as a result of that, we each cope in our own ways. And for the most part, you know, our coping is is self soothing and not always the best for us. But that that's how we cope. We're human beings, perfectly imperfect. Now. We may try to stuff the stress and be stoic, you know, put on a happy face, suck it up and drive on, but the ongoing uncertainty. That sense that we're waiting for the next shoe to drop, you know, that's always eating away at us inside, is it not? Is it not? I could be speaking for myself here, but I'm I'm guessing I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that some of you have felt the same way or similarly at least. Now, seeing now right now how corrupt the system has become, seeing how bold and lawless our political class really is, learning about the secret global cabal of powerful elites who are, who are trying to take over the world. You know, the communists are taking over the world. Yes, that's true. You know, they've been planning to do so for decades. All of this truth can really be a shock to the system for those of us who were just kind of bebopping through life and trusting that everything was just as it seems. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was functional. Yeah. You know, the world's all, you know, it's always, there's always room for improvement, but come on, it's not that bad. And then all of a sudden, wham, take that peasant. Wham, wham, wham. You know, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Over and over again, we've been abused mentally, emotionally, physically, even spiritually abused. And after years of abuse, Right now, we're kind of experiencing this this light reprieve. Why the global cabal adjusts their strategy? And they, <laughs> you know, they're preparing for the next iterative disruption of our lives. This is how they build resilience. Remember, I mean, I don't know. You may recall resiliency and what that actually means, but it talks about iter- iterative disruptions, and that's you know, really, this is this is how they break down and very slowly very incrementally break down the will to resist this is how they prepare people to accept greater and greater degrees of insanity really but conformity of compliance this is the uh, this is the protracted mental warfare it's it's the scientifically proven mind control techniques that shatter An individual's sense of self and and their understanding of the world around them. And, And this serves to soften up the mind, to prepare the individual for assimilation into the collective, wherein one's sense of individuality is replaced by social consciousness. The result of this is mental slavery, nothing more, nothing less. No longer does an individual who's been assimilated think for themselves, they're incapable. Instead, Now they must accept the directives of the collective. They must manifest the impulse of the hive mind. And of course, friends, we've discussed all this at length. So I don't really want to, you know, repeat myself here. Instead, I want to shine a little bit more light on who I am And really, why in the hell I'm talking about all this stuff? Luke, what the hell are you talking about? Come on, dude, come on, you know. Why are you always squawking about the commies taking over the world? What's going on here? And (laughs) now I know, you know, there's you got to have fun with it. Be a little bit lighthearted, but it is serious stuff. Why am I always talking about this serious stuff? You know, It's, it's not like I couldn't come up. With a better way to spend my time. It's not like I couldn't find better things to do, you know, like, like like say trying to play my guitar while walking on a slack line, for example. Little picture there in the report today. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please just go to thetorchreport.com, check out torchreport 378, and you will see me in a nice uh hand woven hat. By the way, uh okay, I got it right here. Patriot Club members can see me putting on that spiffy hat. Actually, it doesn't fit over my headphones kind of like that, right? Anyway, I'm there with my guitar and uh, I'm trying to walk on a slack line having fun. Anyway, you know, the, the question is, who am I? Who the hell is this guy that you're listening to? Why should you listen to me? The truth you can trust, I say, not because I ask you to take my word for it, but because I do an insane amount of research to share what I'm learning with you so that you can develop your own informed perspective. But who am I? Who am I? Now, have you seen the movie Kung Fu Panda? I'm guessing that you probably have, especially if you have kids or, t- you know, teenagers, but maybe you haven't. Kung Fu Panda, animated movie, great movie. But there's a, you know, the, the old crusty turtle. His name is Master Oogway. And it turns out that Master Oogway spent 30 years in a cave asking himself that question. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And. Of course, a result of that was enlightenment, which gave rise to a plethora of whiz- uh, of wise uh, epiphanies like like this one here. You know, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why they call it the present, and I just love that. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift, and that's why they call it a pre- the present. Uh, I- I've seen some people. Say that that quote actually belongs to Eleanor Roosevelt or somebody else. I don't really know, but I'm I'm quoting Master Ugwe there. The truth is, friends, ultimately, that every day is a gift. Every day is a gift. Even in the midst of political chaos, every day is a gift. No matter how painful it is, no matter how stressful, no matter how truly terrible it may be, so long as we survive, so long as we're alive, we are living the gift of life. And this gift of life comes chock full of endless opportunities, infinite positive potential. Though it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes, especially in challenging times. It's like, oh my gosh, you know what the hell? The world's you know coming to an end. It's doom and gloom. I don't know. You know, I don't know how to how to plan or think positive when there's so much negative. That's that's very common. However. Regardless of the circumstances we may find ourselves in, there are foundational, immutable truths that can help us transcend any obstacle. That's the truth of the matter. We have uh, uh, really infinite inner resources and and other um, foundational immutable truths. and we we you know, we'll touch on it a little bit here, friends. You know, fortunately, Many of the sages throughout the ages have passed along the spiritual wisdom that, that helps us transcend the obstacles. They pass it down through stories, through scriptures, through various cultural traditions. And if one is willing, if you are willing, if I am willing to listen and learn to the wisdom of the sages passed down through the ages and then to apply this wisdom to our daily lives, then we can greatly reduce our suffering regardless of the circumstance, uh, you know, now, <laughs> unfortunately for me, you know, I've, I've insisted on learning this kind of stuff the hard way, if you will. I like to joke and say I have a Ph.D. from the School of Hard Knocks. It's true, friends. I have rebelled and shook my fists at the sky and wrestled with God until I was exhausted. And, you know, come to think of it, you know, I've pretty much gone round and round and round wrestling with the divine for the majority of my life. And the result has always been pain in one form or another i have suffered immensely at you know uh, <clears throat> due to my own foolishness due to my own ego my own arrogance all of this kind of stuff and the result of that pain you know i, I didn't like the pain obviously nobody really likes pain uh, unless they're a masochist but but in time that pain became my most powerful teacher pain taught me humility. Pain taught me how to slow down. It taught me how to listen to my body, how to stay tuned into my heart. Pain taught me to keep my mind, my ego on a fairly short leash, you know, pain. Now, of course, if you haven't figured that out, you know, I do have a very, very active mind. I mean, I have a very active mind here. A lot of like a mental monkey. I see something in my head. It's like, you know, I'm getting all kind of excited about it and stuff. But, you know, I, I've learned about my mind. I've learned that if I'm not using my mind, then my mind is using me. And if it's a very interesting phenomenon. It's fascinating, really. Once you realize how to identify you know, am I using my mind or is my mind using me? You know, that's a, it's really interesting there. If I'm just mindlessly going about my day, then my mind is driving my behavior toward basically the easiest possible solutions, right? I'm sorry. Easiest possible reward. It's the path of least resistance and all that. It's like a mouse mastering the maze and getting the cheese with ease. You know what I mean? Uh, it, 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 there's some level of instant gratification. There's some level of temporary satisfaction, you know, but the mind is always restless for more. Like, okay, how do I get more cheese? I got the cheese. I know how to get through the maze. I can get the cheese. I get through the maze. I get the cheese. I get to the maze. There's got to be more to life. You know, why is the mind always restless for more? The answer is because we are not our minds. We think to ourselves, oh, I am doing this and I am doing that. and ooh, Look at me now. And Never do we realize or seldom do we realize that this is just head level living. It's it's just head level living. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? You know, and who am I right now? Anyway, what the hell's going on here now? Clearly, when we stop to think about it, I'm not the same person I am now as I was 10 years ago, and neither are you. Nor am I or are you the person who we will be 10 years in the future. Does that make sense? And yet throughout all of our life experience, I'm still me and you're still you. And so the question persists, who am I and who am I now? Friends, I I, I have not spent 30 years in a cave. I assure you I have not. But, you know, I have spent a great deal of time reflecting in this fashion. I've, I've, you know, I've studied profusely. I've fasted and prayed. I've, I've meditated day and night. I've met with masters. I've chanted and sweat and partook of the fruit. I've worshiped and danced and sang God's praises. I've taught and counseled in many different circles. I've spoken the good word to crowds of thousands, but more than anything else, I've learned how to surrender, because it's not about me. Life is not about me. Life isn't just happening to me. Life is happening for me. But it's not really about me. It's about serving others. We all share this primal purpose. We're born to make the world a better place just by being who we were born to be. But it takes a little bit of hard damn work to figure out what that is. Okay. So this brings me back to the news today, and <laughs> and the fact that I've chosen to completely ignore it. So I appreciate you. Uh, Appreciate you being with me on this philosophical romp, friends. Ultimately, all of the news is irrelevant, like in the big, 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 big picture, you know? So why do I do it? You know, why do I spend countless hours researching and doing the analysis? Why put in the time and the effort to write a report and record a podcast? Why, why, why? The answer for me is because it's an act of service. You know, I realize that life is busy. I realize that most people don't have the time or the inclination to spend countless hours researching what the hell is going on. And fewer people still would take it upon themselves to synthesize this information and formulate a formal report designed to deliver a deluge of relevant information in a 20 minute podcast. I mean, come on, who the hell does that? You know, but that's just the way that I'm wired. And when I look around and realize, you know what? Society is sick we've got problems in my heart of hearts i want to help more than anything in the world i want to help and people are confused so i need to try to explain what's going on here but in order to explain what's going on i first have to understand it myself i can't teach something that i haven't experienced or learned for myself so just like 15 years ago i was contemplating how to harness solar energy from space okay true story friends my these days, my mind is swirling with potential solutions to the current geopolitical chaos. Okay, I, I've realized that I'm just a lowly peasant. Okay? I don't have pedigree. I, I grew up in a plywood shack. That's the truth. But I have a place in the world just as we all do. And we all bring something different to the table, don't we? You know, as for me, and my mind... My mind thinks in terms of vector calculus. You know, when I see so many different things moving so fast in so many different directions, all at different speeds, I see a system of equations. I see an enticing problem that needs to be solved. I see plenty of needs that need to be met. I see a gift that is waiting to be unwrapped. Friends, I see that even in the midst of chaos, blessings abound. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, it's Friday, so I want to leave you with a friendly reminder. Even when the world is upside down, don't forget to smile. Get out there and embrace the rest of this day. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Have a wonderful weekend, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.